My name is Eli Hero Vincent, and I'm here simply to bring you the truth. The Black Caucus Movement is a stage stemmed from a relentless pursuit of a systematic oppression of our people and an unwavering mental fortitude and desire to overcome it. We have invited leaders and warriors from all across our community to discuss the issues that plague us and restrict our advancement and put forth tangible yet radical solutions so that we may once again thrive as a people. With us today, I'm very honored and thrilled to be talking from to the, the young brothers from Minneapolis so that we can have a discussion and a conversation about how we can come together and unite maybe for the first time in America, in American history, will we be able to put our resources together so that we can affect our current situations. Coming up first, I have uh, the power and the wonderful pleasure of welcoming Mr. Tony L. Clark, who is the friend and who George Floyd was the mentor to of the Minneapolis protests. He is a, one of the lead organizers, and I'm thrilled to have you. Welcome, Tony. Welcome, welcome. It is also my pleasure to introduce uh, two other young brothers who are as just as strong in the movement. Mr. Don, welcome. And Mr. Lavis James, thank you guys Yo. for coming. Man, appreciate you having us Blessings, blessings, brothers. So I just want to first, uh, again, I want to thank you guys for, for spending some time with us today, um, talking to all the people that are, are, are connected. We have a, a very good following thus far, and we just hope to keep spreading it with, with your voice and with our voice and, and giving everybody and elevating our, our platform. So right. we thank you for having us. Uh, we thank you for being on, and we love to have you. Man, uh, thank you. Lavish. Yeah, we can come back to Absolutely. Can you tell me about a little bit how you started there in the protest in Minneapolis? What got yeah, you? Yeah, for sure, out? for sure. So I'm I'm from Minneapolis. I'm from uh, 37th and 4th, which is just a couple blocks away from where George Floyd was uh, murdered so viciously. Um, I actually wasn't in the city. I wasn't even in the state when it happened. Um, but you know, I felt like it was my responsibility. If being from such close proximity, if I'm not going to do it, who is going to do it? So I just felt like it was a responsibility for me to at least be there. I didn't know I was going to become such an integral part of what we've done. You know, Minneapolis uh, being one of the first cities to uh, dismantle the, the police. Um, so that that has been amazing that we've been able to come together and not stop. And we've been going for over two weeks now. Um, it, it's really been a roller coaster. And, and I just showed up. That's all I did. I just showed up. I didn't have any intentions of being on the front line or anything. I just knew that I had to hold my square. If I didn't, who is? So it was like a responsibility that I just felt like I had to uphold. So you saw the video and you just came home? Yeah, for sure. So I was in L.A. And, you know, there's a lot of people from here that are in L.A. or they're in other places and, and, and they didn't pull up immediately. But it happened three blocks away from where I grew up. The, the person who called the police on him, I used to go in that store every single day of my high school and, and middle school life. So, you know, it would, it would, I couldn't have accepted myself. Like it, it would have weighed so heavy on my conscience if I didn't show up, you know, and I've been there all day, every single day, all night. Last night, I didn't leave till 2 a.m. I got there at like noon. 
you know, so just trying to do as much as I can for as many people. Mm. And I think we have, I think we have Tony back on. Tony, are you there? Yeah. But Tony, could you tell me a little bit about how you got started there and what happened? I guess you started. Okay. Um, how I started was um, I actually was on 38 on the 25th and, you know, me not knowing what was going on, you know, I didn't take cautious of the situation. I know that was George. And then, you know, I came home and my sister showed me how fast it went viral, but not knowing it was George. And some told me, just like how I leveraged that, that I couldn't just sit back and just relax on it. And, you know, knowing that, that was, George to me was like a, like a mentor slash a father. You know, he told me like, he's a, he's a father figure. So like, some told me like, just step out and you got, you got to, you know what I'm saying? You got to, I feel like God was telling me like, you got to stand up and you got to start leading. And Where so, did you meet him? Where did you meet George at? I met George at, um, on Lake Street in, at, his, at his job. Like, I, you know, I used to go over there a lot. And I used to do um, promote, I used to promote and um, do security. And so, you know, just that and plus on 38th. And um, we used to have, like, deep conversations about leading the youth, you know, and telling me not to be afraid, you know what I'm saying? He said he see potential in me, you know, like I'm different, you know what I mean? And, um... From that point, you know, knowing that all the knowledge, understanding, the wisdom he was giving me, I couldn't be quiet and I couldn't hush about it because at the end of the day, it's like, you know, what I mean, I want his, I want his word and I want his uh, momentum to live on. And so the second day, you know, what I mean, I started, um, I walked into it because like that same night, um, I it went up, you know, the whole Minnesota just went up, and I walked into, uh, I walked on Lake Street. And it was it was weird because like I'm writing a book right now, and like I kind of like I kind of seen the witness of the windows getting busted out, and um, my phone got stolen that same night, and I was frustrated, and I and because they like, you know as they executed George, I didn't think they was gonna shut down you know Cup, and so you know me normally being that Cup, you know my my family know the people that's from Cup that only I went to Cup the next day, and I seen a lot of people there. And everybody's like hitting me up, like, "Hey, did you hear what happened?" I'm like, "Nah," but I went there and I started speaking. And from that point on, people started paying attention to me and started, you know, what I'm saying, I feel like it was God and George, you know, what I'm saying, directing me and guiding me through these pro, through the beginning of the protests. You know, I didn't even know what protesting was, you know, what I mean, because when my brother died, you know, they tried and then went under the rug. So, you know, what I mean, as I kept on going and going, it just got stronger and stronger, and then. um I mean, I marched 1,100 people the second day through the city, and I started, you know, couldn't be me that was inside of me that was leading. And so we walked through 38 to Chicago to the suburbs. You know, we we, we say we're going to make them hear us. And so we went to the suburbs. We shut down the the main spot where everybody goes through uh, Lake Calhoun to go down to um, Lake Street on um, Uptown. And then when we did that, we, you know, it's just like something told me, like, just keep marching. And so we marched from 30th to Chicago to um, Lake Calhoun, from Lake Calhoun to the third pre. And a lot, and we walked through the fire. We, we, you know, as we were doing all that, we didn't know that was, it was going up like that. And so, you know, we seen all that, you know, I told people, don't, don't look, 
don't look left or right, just stay going forward. We're going we're gonna to march through this. And every day, you know what I mean, I was out there, you know what I'm saying, cutting off every block on um, Lake Street. You know, I was frustrated. I was lost, you know, kind of, excuse my French, but effed up, you know what I'm saying, not knowing, like, you know, like, what was the step? You know, enough was enough. And then I started praying. I started asking God, like, give me the, the instructions and the tools from them. And, you know, I did my 30 day, 31 day Proverbs. Just give me the wisdom, like, how to, you know, orchestrate this. Next minute, my guys, you know, soda and everybody, you know, I met Lavage. You know, I, it's crazy. I knew of Lavage, Lavage. You know what I mean? I knew of him. And I always wanted to kick it with Brody, you know what I mean? Because, but I was too busy, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what George was telling me, go home. You know what I'm saying? He kept telling me, get out these streets. You know what I'm saying? Go home to your family. I, my, you know, my kids' mom and stuff. But, you know, because Lavish got a name, you know, people know, up here know him, you know what I mean? And so, God, it's so crazy that God put us, all those young men, in stands to, he put, he put us four leaders in stands. Like I said, it's me, Lavish, Don, Soda, you know what I'm saying? And, like, we got real respect, you know, people respect us because, you know, it's, we have to, you know, lead, and that's what we've been doing. And, like, you know, Lavish been teaching me a lot of things. I've been teaching him a lot of things. It's funny because I met him on the hill when I told everybody like don't go down to the uh when we was protesting on the um on the bridge before the semi, they for the semi um we protest and I kept telling him, like, come on, let's let's get off this bridge. It's a setup. And that's when I met Lavish, you know. And from that point on we've been real tight, you know what I'm saying? Every day checking on each other. We've been, you know, checking on the community, making sure the community is good, you know, fed potential with everything we need, you know what I'm saying? We're doing what exactly we supposed to do in the beginning, you know what I mean? Is build unity with, the, with, with our community. And so, just that point on, just been, we've been out there every night, you know what I mean? You know, we've been out there through like the, um, through the, the, the fear, you know what I mean? Like, like, like that day, you know, they told that day I'm at Lavish, that we was like, do not run, you know what I mean? Our ancestors ran. They've been through working us like dogs, water, you know what I'm saying? All that type of stuff. And, Lavish called him old man with the stick, the wizard. Like he was out there with us, and like, <laughs> like he kind of, he kind of touched me that day. Like he's like knowing that you know he said he was at the, the civil uh the civil right movement in the sixties. He said that I'm not running, and he stood there. We all got terror guys. We had, I had to get milk in my eyes. Like I'm like man, they, they, this, I started kind of getting used to it, and. Lavish and him, you know, they got arrested. Everybody pulled me away. They like it was crazy. That's how much love was. People pulled me away and said, "No, you can't go to jail. We need you. You, we need you." And so, I, I, I was trying to walk back into the scene when it all it, it hurt in my heart. I wanted to break down because I'm like, man, I feel like I'm walking away from something I stand for. And people was like, Tony, if you locked up, you can, you know what I'm saying? You, you can't continue because, you know, what I mean, Minnesota is just a there's just a lot of bad stuff going on with the police system and like the jails and stuff. And so, you know, they knew that I couldn't go to jail. So, from that so point, in, in this time fight. that you guys are, are coming together, uh, how many days, how many days did it take to actually make something? Because I, I've seen a little bit of the live stream. I've seen a little bit of you guys uh, working out there. You got a kitchen, you got food and people donating stuff. And I, I heard you guys raise a lot of money and all this how many days did it take for you guys to get organized enough for you to do that and then what are what are you at now like how is the organization working now lavish you could you could, you could start off with that all right um 
so I got here on the second day, like when the, the looting started. So I wasn't, I can't speak on the first day, like um, at, at Cup Foods at 38th in Chicago is where Hold all up. that organization uh, is. Uh, Tony, can you press mute? That, that stronghold on 38th in Chicago, um, like I said, I can't speak on the first day. I got there on the I'm second day, but you know, the, Tony, this man, bro, click that mute Tony, button. Tony, can bro. you hear me? Hit hit the microphone button, bro. I'm doing. Yeah, if you press the microphone button, it'll hit mute. There you go. Boom, boom, boom. There we go. Uh, like I was saying, the first day I can't really speak on it, but as soon as I got to the city, I went to my crib where I grew up on 37th and 4th. If anybody that watches this is from Minneapolis, you know exactly where that is, the proximity to uh, where the event actually occurred. Um, so I went there first. You know, I just felt like I had to touch base. I don't have any family that really lives here anymore, but the first thing I did was just to touch base um, with where, where my roots, right? So then I went there, and it was structured. It was organized. It was divine. It was put together, and it was obvious that it was going to keep building, and it it was like a place you could go and recharge. It was like a refuge. It was like a Disney a community. It didn't, it didn't even make sense because you've never seen it. You know, yeah. it's not you, you may have seen it, but it's not common. You don't see it every day. But when you see I'm vegan, when you see fruit and vegetables mm. lining the streets of the hood where it used to be so bad that you would just avoid it. And then mm. there's people barbecuing over here and there's this and there's medical attention and there's nurses. And then there's bro. Name it. It was there. Name mm. it. And it was there. Name anything you could ever desire and it was there and it was all free and it was all love so it has only progressed since that you know it was immediate it was like yo it, it you know it's like the collective conscious just came together and everybody knew at once what to do mm. it was it was it was awe-inspiring for real and since then it has only further developed since then there's been voting registration since then um, at first, it wasn't completely barricaded, and the National Guard tried to get in there. Militarized police tried to get in there. So we'd have, uh, earlier in the day, 5,000 people, 7,000, 10,000 people on this one block, this one intersection. And then later in the night, you know, the numbers dwindle. Uh, there was a curfew at 8 p.m. 8 p.m., they'd be like, yo, we're just letting you know they will come. They came. They tried. It didn't work for them. We've held it down in this autonomous zone like they've done in Seattle just recently and other places. They did it in Paris in 1924. And now it's barricaded to the point where nobody's getting through. Are you saying there's no cops no. in the area? There was police that came through one time, but they, uh, I think Soda talked to them first. Like, yo, somebody got injured and was like, yo, we need you to get them out. We had, We have a whole nurse system in there doctors and everything but i think uh due to the how extensive their injury was maybe they needed police to be there but nah yo nothing like i said national guard has tried and eventually they just were like yo they got it it's theirs how far how far off is the first police station that's still in operation uh that's on 31st and nicolet it's on 31st and nicolet and 38th in chicago so nicolet and chicago they both go this way 31st and 38th go this way. So it's seven blocks this way and then like seven blocks that way. So it's like you can walk there in 15 minutes. Okay, so you have a seven block radius. Oh, of our zone? No, we have, yeah. like, we have like a two two blocks this way, two blocks this way. So it's like I four see. blocks. I see. Yep, yep. And that's, that's the zone that everybody's kind of congregating at. Man, at first, people were sleeping there. People, like, you couldn't find a more peaceful place. 
Mm, you were occupying. <laughs> Man, you in the occupying. realest way. In the realest way. It was so amazing. Like I said, when I said collective conscious, that really sums it up because I feel like nobody came and was like, yo, we got to do this. It just happened. Yeah, this is, it sounds like, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that it happens with the situation that it did, but it does sound like the same thing that happened with an Occupy because yeah. we weren't expecting what it created, what it turned out to be. We were just expecting to be there for a rally and then it turned out to be this long stay thing and we, we, had to fill positions of the needs, right? We needed yep. food. So we had a kitchen area. We needed, you know, um, exactly. supplies and we need nurses. We need, so we, these spaces are created. And the thing that's so um, fantastic about it and fantastic cold, because it's something that most of us don't have the privilege of, of witnessing and, and, and being a part of for, really? a, for a long part of our lives. Really? Is that immediate visual connection to community. Like That's everybody right. is working to, with different skills to provide for the ecosystem, for the ecology of everybody. And, and that, 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 that you just touched on, the ecosystem is so lacking mm -hmm. on a day-to-day on a -day basis that when you see it, you damn near, you don't believe Yeah, you're so surprised. It's, it's, like, it's, it's, it's like seeing it, witnessing a miracle happen and it, and it steals your heart away and it makes you just want to be in that space forever. It's, it's very utopic. It I, is, for sure. Uh, we just had Don come in. I, I think his connection was let's let's uh, get a little introduction from um, from you, Don, uh, and what you're working on currently and your your, your side projects as well. Yeah, it was good, people. Yeah, I had um some technical issues, but we good now. But um, as you know, uh, also Design Fashion Don Lux is the name of the brand. Lavish, I got your I got your package. Lavish, it came in. <laughs> I'm over here. I'm ready. I'm ready. I got it. As well as the other things, you know, we deal with all uh, like different security entities and different, uh, you know, outreach groups and so on and so forth, man. You know, I, I like to take the title as a savant, if you will. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you How know? did you get involved with the movie? Um, honestly, I don't even know, bro. I just, I was just here. <laughs> I was just here, like from the day one, I was just here and I came across DJ Soda. He knew my cousin. He grew up with my cousin, actually, my cousin Phil. And um, I honestly still don't know. I'm still trying to figure that out. I just ended up here, bro. And there's, like, so many of us. I ask people, like, yo, how did you end up here? And people say, yo, I, I don't know. So that's mm -hmm. how I know it's a true calling. You know, shall I word it that way? Because people are just here, and they don't know how. It's like the, uh, these young ladies from Canada, they're here right now. They're supposed to be gone two days ago. You know, they have the border restriction. You know, they have to schedule a time to enter back. And they just can't break away. You know what I mean? We hear it. You see where we are, man. You know? we, so we're here, bro. We're on the ground, man. How did, what was your relationship with Floyd? Um, honestly, I didn't have any personal relationship with him. But my relationship with him is that we're all black in America, bro. We all here, and we're living the same. We live in the same uh, uh, truth and horror story every day. You know, like Meek Mill said, it's two sides to America. We have two Americas, and we have the America where the white man can get pulled over by an officer and curse out the officer, tell him, tell him off. And then we have another. Uh, then we have another America where, you know. 
you and I will be petrified. You know, we're ready to our stomach and jump out our mouths if we get pulled over. So there's two sides to the America, man, and I connect with George Floyd by living that side. He lived his whole life as well as you have as well. So that's how I know. Well, it's, it's good that you, you do all have the same experience and the same feeling I, I feel. Um, yeah. And this is why we're all kind of getting to this space of organizing and, and how we can better uplift our community. Uh, Tony, I want to know, speaking about the space that we're living in and this growth in this community, what are some of the things that you're seeing right now that we could that could be used right now in the in the space that y'all are trying to build? I can touch kind of on uh, need it? Yeah, up and down. I want to touch on real quick what uh, Lavish said when he said the ecosystem, I feel like our economy, you know, just the word eco it at its whole, we need to one, establish it or realize that we have one to establish. That's one. We have to we have to uh, recognize it. If we don't recognize it, you know, we fail to acknowledge it. You know, we feel like there's no hope. We feel like we don't have anything, which we do. So we need to acknowledge the black dollar, right? Mm-hmm. And then once we acknowledge the black dollar, then we need to take control back of our own dollar, of, of mm-hmm. our own spending, our own income, our own resources, you know, and then once we do that, we can develop plants, agriculture, infrastructure, and most people don't really get what I mean, but when I say infrastructure, when I say infrastructure, I mean it as far as uh, the, uh, the, the, the transit systems, the, you know, the power grids, the, uh, the, uh, the uh, you know, uh, the future uh, blueprints that how the city projects the economy to go and how it want to look in the past next 10, 20 years. You know, we need to really implant ourselves in infrastructure. Nothing happens without infrastructure. And then once you have that, we can build and fulfill a more fluent ecosystem, like Lavish mentioned. Once we do that, then next step to be is to secure it. And once you secure it, which that would take a while, but once you secure it, then the next step to be is to make sure it's protected. You know what I mean? And once you have that, you know, it's good as, it's good as the leaders that you have in place. But that those are the basics, because I know that's what you really want to touch on. How do we get to where we can self-sustain not even sustain. How can we get to where we're self-efficient? So yeah, self-reliant, self-reliant on our own resources. How do we reallocate the things that we've already built um, exactly to our own our own community, and then keep that sustaining within itself? Uh, so that's why I wanna. I kind of wanna break down exactly what are the flaws, what are the holes right now, so that we can expand. We can fill those holes and. Uh, make sure that we cemented the foundation and then we can build on top of it. Uh, so, yeah, so Tony, tell me about what you see is some of those holes that you're in, in your ecosystem right now. What are some of the holes that you're, you're finding that can, that can break down what you're trying to build right now? You talking about me or uh, Doug? Yeah, I'm talking about you, Tony. I feel like that us being consistent in the recognition of like, you know, like what is really going on outside the picture because as you know 
these days that have been encountering with us that I'm starting to see that, you know, Minnesota open back up. A lot of people not staying in the mid focus right now. Like it's trying to like, you know what I'm saying, loosen up. And I feel like, you know, first thing that I think that we accomplished, we, we're getting close to accomplish is having a school so we can teach, you know, the system of us, you know, working with each other and educating each other. I think that's the biggest thing, us educating each other the next move, you know what I mean, to open up, you know, what's next. And, you know, you can't do what I've been, you know, organizing, you know, keeping everything organized. And like, like you told me, it's like we got to make sure that everything falls in the organ organized because I feel like as you know, there'd be a couple of days when we started forming this, you know, people was butting heads because it wasn't organized and I feel like, you know, we gotta finance, you know, somebody that's gonna break it down credit repairing. We got a person that's gonna break it down economics. We got a person that's gonna break it down, you know, the system, you know, people I got friends that's wanna come in and teach, you know, how to prepare yourself for like anything like, you know, enrolling in life. And so I feel like the holes or some flaws that we can tighten up is, you know, like I heard about yesterday and it kind of like moved me, you know, I think a lot of people getting, you know, as they sit around each other, they, everybody's starting to get irritated. Like it's starting to like, you know what I mean? Like me was talking earlier, it's like a lot of people are starting to like not move off a of cause, but just move off their emotions now. Why do you think that? Because I feel like they going back into like, I feel like that, you know, like I said, I think, honestly, let me think, think, think for your answer this question. I feel that people is, you know how like the system was like, we was imprisoned in our mind that it would never change. It's always going, it's going to go back into the same roots. You know what I mean? I felt like, you know, people is starting to like get back into man. So what? This is my hood. This is my hood before this and it's going to be my hood afterwards. And I feel like, you know, as us leaders, we should press on the situation of letting people know that is more to it because I mean, what happened yesterday I felt like if I was there, you know what I'm saying, I could have, like, spoke to my mom. Because, you know, the, the be, you know, the talk to the streets, you got to be the streets sometimes. You got to be other streets. And that's what George was. You know, that's why I, I took in a lot of things he said to me because, you know, him he not being from Minnesota, but still he from the – he from where – he from from 90, 99% of us black men from is the streets. Mm -hmm. And so that's why a lot of people – put their trust into me because they know that I'm speaking both sides. I'm speaking the education I'm speaking, uh, and I'm speaking it streetwise, you know what I mean? Because, you know, you want them to, uh, you want to be abolished, but like, like I said, what's do, what's the move? Okay, how are you going to prepare yourself? So when we step up and try to get them to step down, do you guys have a plan? You know what right. I mean? Everything in life is about planning, you know, like it, it was hard, like them couple days of getting, you know, 38th in Chicago organized because one person wanted to play the one, the one man, one rule. This is my, I control. And then it's like, instead of us all coming together and playing a role with each other, like you take care of that, you take care of that. You, you know, you get on that, you get on that. It was like one person, I want to, I, I'm going to take care of everything and everything that go through me. And that's a downfall. That's that hole that you're talking about that I started seeing that, that was getting tightened as the day go, as day by day go. And I felt like the loosening is as we started educating each other. And so I'm glad that, you know, people been getting, playing their role. Like, so to, you know, contact one of the schools nearby, you know, because at the end of the day, it's like, it's more to this. You know what I mean? Like I said, recipes to my 
my father figure, but it's more to George, you know what I mean? It's other people suffering in different areas that, you know, but it just, what happened with him proved what America been doing to us for 500 plus years is putting their needs on our neck of everything, not just our lives. It's, it's our success. It's where we live, where we feel comfortable. What can we do and can't do in life, you know? Right. So we got an idea basically of what's going on in Minneapolis. All right, guys. So let's just, let's just sit down, not think about panel right now. You know what I'm saying? We're three black men. We're three black men. We're smart. We, we're building these platforms. We're organizing and we're doing something positive with our lives. We're trying to make change. So let's just sit down as those three black men and let's chat. Let's talk. All right. Let's make this a space where we think and we put our heads together and we put our minds together to actually build something better, right? Create these alternatives that we're discussing right now. So first, let's just say like, all right, love. Yo. If, we, if we, y'all doing away with the police, right? So one of the conversations that's going around and is, uh, is great is the saying defund the police. Most people don't understand what that means. But right now, y'all have done... Y'all have gone farther in the in the space that you are in, and you didn't just defund them; you abolished their presence. <laughs> yeah. We, so, we what is the next step to to make sure that you can continue that on? How do you? Where do you go next? How do we do that? I think, firstly, people got to be educated on what abolish. How do we educate them? How do we educate them? There should be. Uh, you, you go to a school and there's like a standardized curriculum. You could learn it in Alabama or you could learn it in California. There's a standardized curriculum, you know, so everybody basically gets the same indoctrination. Uh, so there should be some sort of uh, education in form. It doesn't have to be formal. It can just, just, just be to the point where we understand what we're saying when we say abolish the police. On 38th in Chicago, I don't want there to be no police. Mm -hmm. I think... Most people don't want there to be no police. Mm -hmm. Now, the Depends way that they currently are. exist. <laughs> Depends you know on who you are. <laughs> right, right, right. Depends now, the way that like. they currently exist. Yeah. The way that they currently exist is horrible. I went to, I went to Columbia College in Chicago uh, for marketing and African-American studies. I double majored. Mm -hmm. the, the current police that exist in America are the exact same group. See, you know what I'm mm -hmm. about to say. They're the, the exact patrol. same group as the slave mm -hmm runaway slave catchers they yeah. didn't change the slogan they didn't change the logo they didn't change the <laughs> uniform they didn't change the positions nothing so we can abolish it in its current form and rebuild it in some way you know sometimes uh tony tony quotes malcolm x a lot with this quote sometimes you got to burn it down to build it back up so that being mm. said uh a group black visions ran up on the mayor and said yo will you abolish the police there's not one politician in the world that will abolish the police. So the fact that we're actually able to go ahead and get it black and white, real reform, real laws on paper, real change, that's amazing. We can abolish the way it is, right? Like if I said, let's abolish cars, let's not get rid of cars, but let's get rid of gasoline. Let's get rid of the pollution. Let's abolish the current system and culture behind it in Buffalo. You know about this. They push the old man over. They fire the two. The other 57 officers quit. That's like right. riding for your gang. That's like my right. home. Like if your homie murdered somebody, oh, free him. Right. That's a gang mentality. The right. police are the strongest um, union. Strongest gang. Strongest gang. They have the strongest mm -hmm. union in America. That's mm -hmm. why when they bond out so fast, so quick, so smooth, 
So they're I organized. So we got to be just as smart and organized as they are. We got to be ahead of it. We can't just yeah. be on the front lines, you know, yeah, oh, yeah we want change. Blah, blah, blah. We gotta... Because there's people, I have an attorney friend. Mm -hmm. um, he's 47, Jewish dude, well off. He lives in the suburbs. All his neighbors are just waiting. We, we just going to wait it out because eventually right. they're going to get tired of protesting. That's why it has to be black and white. It has to be on paper. And, right. and exactly. but to, to answer your question, I guess, abolishing it in its current form for sure and that's what we're doing we're we're taking the guts out of it and rebuilding it you know we need to do it restructure a new blueprint change the whole game of it so we need an educational program how do we spread this educational how do we first develop this educational program on a on a small level that we can disseminate this information amongst the small community I and think then there that could be a take small, that same tactic like out around the first step is to me is like like um let me let me let me get don in in the in this one uh, Don, where you at? Don. He just put his phone down. That boy's at yeah, the barbecue think, right now. He's he he right pulled now. up to he the said, bar. Hold on, let me get a hot dog. Yeah, <laughs> he he said, mute. <laughs> let me get no. one of the hot dogs. <laughs> Don, Don. Don. I, feel like, I feel like the biggest step right now is getting more teach more people that's on that went to school for culture and that can break it down and educate and educate economics. And like I feel like when you hear the word abolish. To me, it's like recalibrate. To me, it's like resharpening. To me, it's like redoing. You know what I mean? And I felt like that's what people, because um, New York Times asked me, they said, do you think that we should have no more police? And I said, absolutely, we should have police because they thought I was going to say not, but I said, absolutely, we should have it because <laughs> if you think about it, if we don't have, okay, yeah, my hands registered for boxing. Yes, I did jujitsu. Yes, I got my custody carry. But how many people out there just raised it? It's like when you watch them, 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 them TV shows where there's people taking over the cities and ambushing cities. That's exactly what we told them. That's exactly what's going to happen is people are not going to be using their right side of mind. And it's cops that's out there that's actually good cops that, like I heard um, D-Ray said. The cops that need they need they need to stop putting suburbish cops in the hood that don't feel comfortable in that neighborhood. That's what they should do. Is is start and, and take a mental reevaluation. Take take you know what I'm saying. Check up on how many crime or how many complaints they had. You know, check up on you know where they where where people. I mean, reports in we that need, area. We need a local system of election for the police. That if 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 we are abolishing the police, we're abolishing That's hard. the system. That's and hard. so with the system is abolished, then none of the police should have any quarrel with being rehired, with having a rehiring assessment. That's hard. So I if, you, about that. That's hard. if you're well, already a good that. cop, we can look at your history and the people, you'll stand in front of a jury of us, not your peers, but us and your community, and they will decide after looking at your history, if you are going to be well qualified and your and your mental stability, if you're well qualified enough to handle this job. And mm -hmm. that's an easy tactic that you can already be your taxes are already paid for this. You can re, if you go to your government system and say we can already restructure the way that we do hiring and we want us to have more power and say off of who is patrolling our children then you have that power to do so. We just have to collectively come together in this and agree that that's the language that we want to use. Yes, we want abolishment of the system because the system is meant to oppress and suppress the people that are in it. But if we go. have a system that the people created, we no longer have to fear it. 
then we will exactly. put our money and our funds and right back into it. So and and the other programs that are necessary to making sure that we are mentally capable All of that. being in these in these places and and in these environments. All that. So uh, if we that's something I think is very very tangible. If we can build language like that when we talk about abolishment and we talk about abolition, if we can build language like that, then I don't see anybody standing in the way of that sort of abolition. Yeah. What do you think? I like that. That's hard. You know, I love the voting process. I I like democracy. Um, who was it? Was it um, was it Plato that got killed because he said people there should be no democracy? He said uh, no. It was Socrates. Socrates got killed because he said the common people aren't smart enough to make decisions on themselves. He's basically the one that created electoral college like two thousand years ago. He said the common people aren't smart enough, but mm. I, I disagreed with that. And I feel like this, uh, like having an electorate system for the people that serve you. And, you know, we have it for presidents who barely serve us directly. We have mm. it for governors. We have it for Congress, Senate. It should be for police because they serve you so directly. I never thought about that. That's a critical piece right there. But once again, education, what percentage of black people actually go vote? Right. Well, there's a there's a there's a good question about that uh, and about voting and about the political political system, right? So for me myself, I don't really talk about politics. Um, right. I understand my politics. But I don't really talk about it too much because as deep as deep as I've tried to educate myself on how the system works, the more that I realize it's not meant to work for us. Exactly. And so as it's not meant to work for us, and we continue to take part in that that system. Uh, it, it kind of goes to me like, what am I doing, and, and why am I why am I partaking in this this game? Exactly. So, if if that's the case, I still want to stay on uh, before <laughs> before we fly off of the hinges and and digress too far. Is Don back? Is Don done eating the barbecue? No, <laughs> Don. Don, did you finish your burger? Man, I need to pull up on him. Hey, where the? You I saw some tinfoil, and I saw <laughs> there he is. Look, look, come back now. You got it on mute. Unmuted. There no, no. Oh, no, he need to go back on mute. <laughs> What's up, Don? Welcome to the conversation. Lavish, you better bring some uh, vegan uh, broth. Yeah, man, you see that? He said, I better bring some vegan broth. There's so many options for so many hey, people. Hey, this man turned me into a vegan over the time. <laughs> Are you back, Don? Are you done with your barbecue? Man, I, I had I had some hibachi, man. It was, See, we, so, we figured you had to go out. off and catch something. That's what some happened. Trip. What's up? Tell me what's going on, baby. As we're just talking about um, abolishing the system and what we can do to educate the people about uh, some of the things. How do we fill those holes that are going on in the in that that space? You know the biggest now. hole? The uh, biggest hole that I can contribute with is our history. We is our what? Is our history? We don't understand how much we have already done. We don't understand how much that was erased from us, stolen from us, hidden from us. This is why we feel like we can't do these certain things. We have to learn our history so we can know how far we can go or how far we already are. So we, like we so today, yes, for example, for example, right today. I had a list of the black inventors and 
it was over 300 uh, names on that list, and it was literally 80% of the things we use in our daily lives. From the hairdryer to the doorbell to the doorknob, simplest things, all the way to, uh, as we know, the White House. And that right there would tell you of our history. You know, the, the, the only uh, uh, people to successfully fly in and conquer another country by air were the Tuskegee Airmen. That, that's us. If we know our history and then we know where we came from and then we know what we have done since we were enslaved and brought to this land and treated unfairly and the triumphs that we went through to get to that level, we could understand that honestly what we're doing now is nothing but a walk in the cake. I mean, you know, a walk in the park, you know, it's a slice, slice of cake. And honestly, truly it is, bro. We never had social media. Now, if I need you, I can just call you. Versus back in the day, I have to travel however long just to get to your house. You know, so we, we have to, is is the education of history, bro. I, I'm a true, solid believer. We have to educate ourselves with our own history. So how do we implement that? Teaching history, right, is a good thing. Once we know our history, once we know how we, the last generation or the generation that we just lost, right, that no longer lives, if we can go back 100 years, none of those people 100 years ago are still here. So we're not, they're not here to tell that history in, in its fullness, right? But we, mm-hmm. we're, we're pretty close to it. So how do we take those, uh, how do we take that history, that recent history, that always inspires and always pushes us to stand Stand up because we yo, they was lynching us in the street just like 50 years ago. <laughs> it wasn't that yeah. long, and they're still doing long. it in a different way today. How do we create a system or a little program or something right there in the streets? Honestly, uh, you have to be willing. Uh, is honestly, it's preaching the preach we're preaching. If if we're saying yeah. if we're saying, listen, we need our history, then that sparks the mind of, okay, so what's our history? You know, and then that's how you start the conversation. You need to spark. So we keep on preaching to preach that we're preaching. That's why where that, that saying comes from, keep fighting the good fight. Mm-hmm. You have to keep preaching it. And even if you don't know your per se history, but you know you need to know it. By you preaching that, it's going to say, a brother say, come here, brother, let me talk to you. I know what you seek. I have those answers for you. Let me let me show you something. Let me lay this down. There's always going to be an elder. That's why we have to respect our elders. And that's why we have to seek and go through them. And as I said, we have technology nowadays that gives us these outlets, you know, the encyclopedias at the tip of our fingers. You know what I mean? So it's, it's there. And what you're essentially asking is, how do we teach the history? So, so I would say, honestly, is. First, you have to filter the history because we're taught a lot of lies and, and a lot of things from the unseen. So first, you have to, uh, like you said, you're taught things and you could also unlearn things. So we have to unlearn a lot of things first to be acceptable to the things that we are going to learn. You know, and I believe, you know, on a minuscule level, on a minuscule level, on the smallest level possible, that's how it should start and go. Now, how, however, all the the steps you take to get there is is uh, you know to its own. But on a minuscule level, you have to consciously know that you know things that you shouldn't even have learned because they're a lie. 
So once you unlearn those things and learn how to decipher between things, because this this is the beauty of confusion. I tell you truth. I tell you lie. I tell you something that's mixed with truth and lie. You don't know which way to go. And any way you do go, it's still my way. And that's the world we live in. So once we consciously have that, and then from your conscious, you take it to your self-conscious. So you walk around conscious. To be conscious of something is to is to be in the known, to be alert with. So you walk around with a defense mechanism within your conscious, but self-conscious is the things you do without realizing the things that are embedded in your in your your mental DNA. So once we have that in our mental DNA, as in you know, this is my brother. He can't hurt me. He is to protect me. You know, the, we're not the ones that are hurting each other. We're here at the protest today. You know, and I, I don't even like to call it a protest. We're here at the revolution, if you will. And we're here at Bloods Crips together, congregating. You got people that never made each other a day in their life, feeding each other, you know, clothing each other, singing, praying. Like Lavish said, they were literally sleeping on the streets here, bro, for like a week. Mm. You know, like, it's a beautiful thing, bro. So I believe that we already know how to do it. We just have to want to do it. Right. Like, like, you know, it's like if you're hungry, you're going to get up and cook. <laughs> you, know, you, know, right. you know what I'm saying? So that's you what wanted to doing, respond bro. to that, uh, Tony? You wanted to respond to that, Tony? I think he froze out. That's all right. Word, I'm still in here. I can, I guess I can respond to that. Go ahead, Lavish. I think, uh, bro keeps bringing up education as a major factor. Like I brought up, I went to school for African-American studies. You know, if you as mixed as me, bro, it's, it's kind of crazy. Malcolm X and Huey P, bro, talked about how the lighter skinned people will often go harder for their race because they want people to know that they're a part of it. Um, but even if you're not as damn uh, melanin deficient as myself, you still may not know what all it entails to be a part of the community and color that you are. So um, if you go to Africa, they don't even teach them African history. They teach them like slave period African history. I was just in Morocco not too long ago, which is pretty colonized by Arabs, but Mm -hmm. Definitely still a huge Moorish presence there, um, which myself, I'm actually mixed with Moorish. It's crazy. Um, but aside from education, there needs to be equity. You know, that's like I was uh, before Nipsey passed. I was actually cool with Nipsey. I opened for him on tour and I could pull up on him. And dude was just one of the smartest people you will ever meet, you know. So one of his major things was he would always just call it mailbox money. Um mm -hmm. You know, he had an album or a mixtape called Mailbox Money, but it's where you just get the check that comes right to you, you know, and that's equity. If you go to other countries, a lot of people don't have jobs, but they're not poor because they own their house or they mm -hmm. own their land. So alongside the education needs to be equity. And I think those two things can create more equality because the playing field is not even at all. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like you, you got gather equity in that location. What's that? 
how do we gather equity in your space and your location? How do we start the process on 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 coming together as a group and then starting to take over more and more space in that place and re-allocating that space to people? That education part is so critical. Um, so we have let's say let's say we have this platform, right? This platform is an educational platform. Anybody that comes and speaks on it specializes in some form of um, industry. Right. And Maybe it's more than come... bones or whatever. Have you seen Earn Your Leisure? No, I haven't. It's a podcast, and it's these two black dudes from Brooklyn, and all they talk about is how to get an FHA loan, how your first-time home buyer is only 3% down. Bro, if you have if you have $3,000, you can get a $100,000 house. Right. People don't know yep. that, though, You know what I mean? If you, if, bro, a house in L.A. is so expensive, but the actual plot of land it's on isn't. People don't know that either. You know, so what do they say? What do they say? To, what, what, what is the quote? Um, if you want to hide something from a black person, put it in a book. In a book. That, that right there should make people mad enough to be like, yo, what's in these books? Um, but I think equity, education can definitely create more equality. Uh, and people just got to want it. Like he brought up, if you're hungry, you're going to cook. But at the same time, when there's so much oppression and you're lacking, you're coming from such a place of lack sometimes you don't know what you want or why you should want it right so these communities and how to ask for it hey, exactly these community hey. gatherings like this teach you that they show you that they create more stability and structure in your day-to-day life so i i feel this is uh kind of not trying to go on a tangent but i feel like um this like where it is the memorial 38th in chicago this should occur even when there's not a tragedy this should be happening on a weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, quarterly basis. Hey, right. did you ever hear that only time family come together is at a funeral, right? Right. And this is what, this is what I'm going to say. I'm going I'm to hit it with a big bang theory on top of the head. I feel like I've been watching a lot of uh, Malcolm X. I've been watching a lot of videos. I've been doing a lot of study. I've been fi- like filling in a lot of holes that I did not know with these couple of days. And I feel that one thing we need to do is, like we said, get the school enrolled. You know, we are the teachers. We are, you know what I'm saying? So, like, first thing we need to do is organize these gangs. We need to let these, you know, organize gangs and start teaching them that, you know what I'm saying, we're not against each other. We're with each other, you know what I mean? And I feel like we need to talk to the community because I feel like it is true. It shouldn't have It shouldn't have to start with a death, like, to get everybody, you know what I'm saying, come together on the block. I feel like we was taught, like, like how Don said, we was taught, you know what I mean, and we have to recycle our mind to realize that we're not blind. So we can't forget what happened. But at the end of the day, it's like it's it's a new train. It's a new train mindset that we got to have. You know what I mean? That we know. Now we know. Now we know what to do. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like the biggest thing, like what Malcolm X was doing, you know, he was setting a lot of gathers. You know what I'm saying? He was going there and teaching people um, self-defense. How to self-defense. Like, you know, because it's in, actually in the, uh, it's in the, um, it's in the law. That you know, they, he was teaching a lot of things like how like how to come up upon like you know if any if situations occur. I felt like you know like we should have multiple classes. Like I told started like we need to have classes on every education spot. Like one thing they took out of school is is money. You know, and like like I told them like I have two I have two friends that's um that's seven figures and like I asked them is a weakness to you guys is um telling people to plan how you came rich. He said no, and another guy said yeah. I asked the guy that said, yeah, I said, why is he said, because the rich want to keep the poor. If the rich tell you how to be rich, then there wouldn't be no poor. 
And because like you gotta think about it, the door is wide open. Like on 38th in Chicago is a wide door. So like what frustrates me a lot, and people keep like telling calm down, is that I can't force no one to stand up and wake up and put their fists up. But I could, you know what I'm saying? It's like you gotta be willing to want change and change start within you. You know what I'm saying? Change start with yourself. And so if you can't recycle that and clean out that, you know, the like like I always say, the review is smarter than the the windshield. You know what I mean? Because our future is brighter than our past. So it's like you said, it's our last gen. It's the last gen to the um, civil rights. So like now we got the door wide open. What are we gonna do to, to, to walk through that door? That's why I told you, like with the whole thing with the um with the cops. You know that they they trying to take the uh, cases further out to um the loof because they know they educate. They know what to do to stop. Like they like right now as they, the the abolishment and in, 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 in plan and set like they set they stones together. So they can destroy whatever we trying to put together. So right now, I understand everybody coming to Cub to unite, to talk, to you know, what I'm saying get away in 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 whatever they do. I can't even say what people do no more because every day is a different day. And so I feel like we should be down there and really be down there. Like you know, like that's why I told people like that can vote in Henry County push that more. You know, what I'm saying vote start change start within ourselves. So if you're not willing to, you know, what I'm saying. It, it's it's a lot like like I said like learn your history but learn how to become the future of your history because we we and not we and our you know what I'm saying we in a one this is a one time chance that we got you know what I mean and it's like is we gonna let it slip away or we gonna grab it by the, you know grab it by not to say it by the throat. Don, what are some of the what are some of the other things that, the other holes that you see? Uh, is he is he still he back to barbecuing? Okay. I'm here. Uh, uh, lavish. What are some of the other things that you see that we can uh, point out some of these holes so that we can be long term sustainable? Man, another this hole movement? is uh, black people in the right position to make things happen. Uh, we need more black lawmakers, even more black police officers, more yeah. black teachers. I know that I usually get suspended all the time. I only had one black teacher. I never got kicked out of his class once. It was way too much respect. I'm not about to wild out in his class, but like, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. If a white woman was my teacher, I'm going crazy. <laughs> Even if a white man was my teacher, I would be a little more calm. You know what I mean? But more black teachers, more black people in all positions. You know, America they say is only 14% black. I feel like it might be a little bit higher. They just uh, don't want to publicize that on the census just to make it seem more white dominating. You know, but. Let's say it's just 20%. There is not 20, 20% of school teachers are not black. 20% of lawmakers are not black. 20% of police officers are not black. But, you know, so our demographic should be filled in every position that there is. I feel like that's a major hole. Um, you know, in Minneapolis, uh, our fifth district, Ilhan Omar, she represents us. That's amazing. You know, but that's not that can't be said for everywhere. So I feel like that's a huge hole. That's a huge disadvantage. You know, I made music for so long. Everybody want to make music, bro. Go become an attorney. Stop making music. You don't need to play basketball, bro. You can become a you can become a civil servant of some sort. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's a huge hole. We got to they promote the wrong things and making those those positions more prestigious for our people. Mm -hmm. to, one, not the opportunity to be there, but like we, we glorify 
the celebrity culture. Exactly. Because we glorify and glamorize that culture that becomes our ambition, our only, because they put, it's like you take one and you make it the exception and you put it on a pedestal and then everyone thinks they can, can get that carrot. Yeah. And when we are not glorifying the, the ability that you brothers have to be on this platform and speak and articulate yourselves, you make great teachers. But for one, the, the opportunity didn't always arise for you or coming up as a, as a child. I mean, we're here now with teaching, so really um, it is. But do you ever feel like you were uh, the, the position of being a teacher or being a, um, uh, in a position of service is something that is is what people want to do is what people have ambitions to do where you come from all right i was taught like basically growing up that man that 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 stuff's boring i'm trying to catch myself i don't want to say ss i don't want to cuss on here but like I, we was basically to me i felt brainwashed by the system and like the wrong the, 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 the wrong people in the streets was teaching us the wrong things like basically they was taught the wrong things and like it, it, generation generation like Nobody wanted to be a, a, a police. Everybody glorified, like, in the music game, everybody glorified drugs, materialistic, and all that type of stuff. Like, my cousin just said something stupid today. He said, cuz, to be light-skinned, cuz, you got to have a dope boy knot. You got to have this and have that. I said, nah, you, he's really intelligent. And so, like, he right. We need more black people getting involved and, and change that mimic of after police because, you know what I mean? Then no one ain't gonna want to be the police because they, because the movement is F12s right now, and so I feel like that. It don't. Hey, lavish. How long they say it takes you to become an uh, officer? Eight weeks of training. It's like seven okay, so hours. Okay, so it, it takes ninety hours to get your real estate license. So it takes it's a little bit of time that you could sacrifice instead of being out here kicking and hanging out. You could become into the justice system to learn the system, you know. But we got all this music promoting them to walk away and stand further from what you know. Like I said, like we ha we can change it if we join it. Become what we become the structure, the structure of we can we we can. We can Agreed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think. Um... We start off small, right? So what I'm I'm hearing a bunch of different needs, and I'll, I'll point them out. We need we need the ability to mobilize people into the area, right? If we need we need attention, so we need to be able to have creative um, uh, actions that motivate people to take part and inspire people to take part. We need to create the we need a team of people that can create very direct action that motivates and inspires people to mobilize, right? Uh, that's one of the needs that I hear coming out of the movement. Number two, we need educational program, either uh, a space where we can develop workshops onto uh, where people can come out to and, and gather this in information about history uh, and about our, our present situation and what we can do to move forward. We need some sort of program right there. And we also need a communion space, a, play, a space where we get our spiritual awareness, where we get spiritually uplifted, where we fellowship with each other. That's key. Uh, and and so these need, these are the needs right now, the immediate needs that's going to keep us sustainable. And we need to organize the gangs, right? And so like bringing everybody from different, different walks of life and saying like, we need to stop fighting each other and start directing our focus onto uh, protecting each other. So Amen. I think some of these things can be fulfilled within our abilities, right? These things are tangible. So um, for one, organizing, uh, organizing the gangs, I think can be done. Is it possible? Let's, let's address this. 
Is it possible to talk to some some of the leaders that you've seen that you've met out there and get them on the platform? To me, in Chicago right now, Chicago going up right now. Um, the BDs and the GDs clicked up and they hate each other. I mean, they can't see. This will happen to pass. Uh, Larry Hoover and King David. You know what I'm saying? They was they was they was two leaders together. You know what I'm saying? They was they was rocking with each other. Then some way down the road, you know, because they're the branches of each other. And broken down. Somebody want King David, King Shorty, King Howard. Everybody want to have their own little branch. And then next minute, you know what I'm saying? People form other gangs and form other things. And I feel like what happened with what happened with George, I don't know how it escalated to Chicago. Where where Chicago came, where it's a war right now, with the the BDS and GDS is, is going against the Latin Kings, and that's black against Mexican right now, and so my thing is what I was going to go do is go out there and and, and it's dangerous because you like the mindset and like because you know being in Milwaukee, it's Milwaukee Chicago's like being in Minneapolis St. Paul. It's, it's like the it's like the Twin Cities. You really can't. You have to be. You have to have that momentum is whatever going to happen, going to happen. Because, like, you can't really tell someone what to do. Just like I learned on 38th in Chicago, when my guys came there and they said, this is my block, this is my hood, I can't, you ain't going to tell me. That's how Yo, let me hop in. Can I, when you got a second, let me respond to that. Okay, and so the thing about it is we could go out there and try to educate, you know, and, and tell them that, you know, and, and – I felt that we needed to show it in Minnesota first. You know what I mean? I feel like if they see it happen in Minnesota, because I feel like what happened in Minnesota, it leaked over to Chicago. And I feel like that's why I told that's why I started when, when it all happened, like day what? Day five. I pulled all the Mexicans to the side and I said, Look, I love y'all. We family. You know, we ride. I started giving them a little bit of history of our both our lives and stuff. And I felt like they, because they, they knew about the Chicago stuff too, because you know they got family that's Latin Kings. Mm. And I try to educate these men here on the on the soil where it it determined that where the, everything turned that out there. And so like to me, it it would be a hard mission to go out there and try to tell them because you could risk your life. But if you if you, I mean. It, it, that's a that's a hard that's that's a question that I'm gonna let Lavish take over. Punch in. You yeah, after, after you lavish, after you lavish, I'm punching. Punching down to work. Uh, word. So you said you can't tell somebody what to do. Now I'm half white, and I know that white people are oftentimes far more organized than black people. When when there is something in the white world that the white people don't like. Is just like law, and then everybody gets in line. So you can tell people what to do when people know what not to do. When I work at Apple, they show you a million ways how to mess up before they show you how to actually do it right so that you know you're doing it wrong and you won't do it wrong again. So to say that we can't tell people what to do is allowing a, a large portion of our community to just stay ignorant. 38th of Chicago the other night, some bloods that don't live here anymore just pulled up. Yo, what's going on? My homie. My and, guy. And, nah, I'm good. And they they just acted ignorant, right? Yeah. It was yep. almost like, oh, we can't tell them how to act because they're bloods and they're older. And No, 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 no. We can. And it's our duty to. And if they don't want to, then they're ops. How would we treat it if, if, if I had a business and I said, yo, this is how I run my business. And then you do 
you do counterproductive things. Am I going to keep you a part of my business? No. You know, we, we need to have a one, one, three, four, look, one mind. Let me, let me punch you in my community, But we allow for these outliers to occur. And having experience in, in both different communities, you know, I can, I can speak from experience that when the entirety of the group is educated, there's not going to be these outbursts and acts of ignorance. And then we won't have to say, mm-hmm. we can't tell that grown man what to do. You don't mm-hmm. have to tell him what to do if he knows what to do. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't have to tell you, you that better. slapping me is wrong if you know it's wrong to slap people. So look, so look, right, Lavish, so I'm going to touch on that because I personally had a run-in with one of the young brothers. I was with my young brother, and he came over here and hollered at him to the side like, yo, who say y'all, who y'all with, who say y'all could do this and that? And we like, yo, brother, we not on that. We ain't giving away to the community. How you doing? My name's Don. Then he ain't want to give me his name. And then he said, where you from? I said, from Queens, bro. Where you from? And he raised up. Y'all from 38. I said, listen, man, when I ask you where you from, I genuinely want to know where you from, bro. I'm not banging on you. I don't care about none of that, bro. I said, listen, brother, I'm a crit. I know the blood's out here, bro. We all sanctioned out here. We're not here for that. He said, now you're saying sanctioned. I said, listen, bro, you tensing up. You can't, just like how you say you came over here peaceful, you ain't coming with no pole. We the up no pole. And, you know, we we over here, we're policing ourselves. We have our own, if you will, militia. You know, certified street legal, legal ARs, certified trained ex-army, you know, so have you. So, you know, I didn't even think to even go go call none of them or nothing like that. I walk around with the radio with me. I didn't radio anyone in. I just realized right there what I was saying is the brief of ignorance. And I don't live that life as well. And I'm outside every day. So I understand mm-hmm. it. So when I seen it, and I was like that, because honestly, in a different situation, I probably would have been like, yo, listen, bro, you're not telling me to do nothing. Nowhere I go. You better ask about me. But instead of me getting to that tone, I had to level with him and say, yo, listen, let me come talk to you, bro. The older dude didn't want to hear. I said, yo, listen, if you don't want to hear it, get ahead, bro. But I'm going to say my piece. So when I spoke to him, I said, yo, listen, bro, whatever you see, feel like what's going on, I understand you. You from here, we respect that. But respect what's going on here, bro. People over here, we've been here for almost two weeks, day in and day out, grinding sweat for the community, and we ain't never seen y'all. So let's just try to keep this peaceful. I want to remain for this to be peaceful. So we shook Dom, hands. Tapping after you. Yeah, we shook hands. We we walked. He he walked off or whatever. Then later on that night, they, they tried to drive through around the memorial, and the security was like, yo, listen, you can't do that. Now, I guess she was like aggravated. She been on here every day as well. And the dude, he was super peaceful. He wasn't. He wasn't tripping. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna give him. Man, a you know what we gotta do? We gotta make being respectful cool. Yeah, listen, listen, listen. We gotta listen. make being respectful. Same patch we talking about. Yesterday, I was in the parking lot. Um, I actually just walked over here. I'm here now, bro. But Lavis, uh, Lavis, I'm on the side, Lavish. Hold, hold on, Lavish. Hold on, Lavish. Listen, listen, real quick. Look, look, listen though. So when I, I went up to the car, the same dude I was telling you that came on the side, this time he was strapped. So I, I went straight up to him and said, yo, brother, we don't need you right now. You good. He walked back. He, he gave me that respect. He didn't have to give me Facts. that respect. You understand what I'm saying? Facts. He, he didn't have to give me that respect. He could have just let it, let it go. He gave me that respect because of how I came at him the first time. Yeah. So I say that to say this. You can't tell people what to do. But it's how you tell them. How you say it. Because at the yeah, end of the day, know. do you really think, if y'all, if y'all got to know me, do you really think I'm listening to anybody? 
Hell no. Because at the end of the day, I know everyone feel like their way is right, but I know the right way, and that's the way I'm moving. And if you're not moving my way, like how my brother Lavish is saying, then you have to, you have to, you're gonna have to kneel to it. Because what we doing, you know, as as we're trying to establish, and this is why the brother brought us to this panel, is to understand that. People are not, not everyone is going to be okay with what we're doing because what we're doing is for the betterment of the community. And some people are benefiting off the cesspool. Some people are benefiting off the crowd and all of that. And what they don't understand is if we all work together, whatever you're doing, whatever you're into, you can maximize that at a different height if we work together. But if you want to feud with the, the community itself, you'll never win. Yeah, never win. I don't care how many shots you put up. I don't care what you do. Yeah, never win. Right, so, let, me tap, let me tap it real quick. You know, we need the community, like he said, to come together to congregate. And we also need a place of communion, like he said. So when he say that, I hear a headquarters. Mm-hmm. I hear I hear security. I hear us uh, funding. I hear the things that we need to put in place that we already know how to do. You can't Google everything you want to do and do it, but that comes with more than a Google. That comes with a, a first of all, a character. Who's what's your character? Are you a stand-up man? Or are you someone that's gonna bend and fold? Because we don't fold, we don't bend, we don't kneel. And that's how that's how it has to be. But it has to be for the right things. Because we're not we're not radical. We're we're human. Yeah, and you're yeah. absolutely right. It's important that we all we find a structure in which we can stop fighting each other and we learn who the real enemy is and who's really trying to, to keep us apart. And I want to let uh, you, Tony, and Lavish both respond to that. And then we're just going to, uh, I want to touch back on some of the forward action that we can do after this conversation and then start putting toward our resources toward, toward that. So Lavish, you, I mean, um, Tony, you can respond to what he was going to say. No, so basically what I'm sharing here, it, it's not saying that like, what I meant to say is, so I'm gonna I'm gonna let this off the rip. Don is a crib. I'm a blood. So let's get that off. The, we can get that off. When we came together, we didn't think none of that. We was on a whole different movement. We was on you, you, on me. You know what I'm saying? And so the whole thing. What I'm trying to say is going into a different, going into a neck of the woods. I'm from I'm from I'm from both. I'm from down south in the middle. What I'm saying when you go into a blood pit where a person don't give no you know shit about life or death because they lost too many that they might like Don put he, he took everything I said out of my mouth that actually I had to re I had to recalibrate and rethink what I said. Cause like I'm gonna tell you a lot of people do respect me in the opposite hood. Because the way I talk, I don't try uh oh, oh, huh, huh, use my muscle and, and oh I got a body and I got a pole on me. No, I don't think like that. I think I talk like a man supposed to talk and I get that and, and like that's like one thing I said, re we going back to George, that's how George every time, and that's the reason why I respect the situation was going on, and that's why I'm going hard because George always gave me that that you know, like he said, don't be afraid to in the end, you know, what I mean, don't be afraid, and don't basically he said, don't bend, don't fold, and so you know that actually happened when he talking about that who came over there it was my hood that came over there came back into their hood, you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, you know, they felt like at the end of the day, it's still it's still. Team, no matter what 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 cause it is, and I, and I had to tell my guys the first day, like, hey, this is not this is not the reason, hey, bro, hey, bro, I ain't trying to hear none of that, and I had to keep on, you know, what I'm saying, was like, instead of getting mad, I had to tell them, like, bro, like, look, if you respect me and I respect you, and you know how I rock, bro, 
You know what I'm saying? Just respect that, you know what I'm saying, where we at. You know what I'm saying? We got we got all these people out here. You know, we got these little kids. We got babies out here. We got families out here. You know, when we, we, we making a change, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I felt like the more that I spoke, the more that they understood, like, you know, because, like, I am a stand-up guy. Like, I like I shouldn't have no reason, like, you know what I'm saying, for nobody to feel some sour taste about me ever because I come very respectful. I come, you know, I, I could. Two things. You can either reconstruct and, and build things up or you could destruct and tear everything down. And mm-hmm. so, like, my whole thing on 38th, we don't shed no colors. We 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 only shed the one cause, and, and we all brothers and sisters, and we stand on the one thing as a uniting with each other. And like I feel like it is like remember I said earlier, it's getting tensed up. A lot of people coming back to their hoods. That you know what I'm saying. A lot of people seeing that Minnesota on the map, and everybody want to see where the platform started at. And so you know, like Don, you know, he came and he put he put he put some sauce on it because like it is true. It's it's, it's not. It's not what you're saying to a person. It's how you're saying it to a person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Lavish, you wanted to uh, you wanted to give a thought about something you had experienced, too, the other day? Say that one more time. You were trying to express something you had experienced, too, the other day. Uh, it might have been the same young dude. He was, like, 14, maybe, and he just was looking real mad. You know, somebody always want to be a tough guy. Um, and, and apparently that day it was him. So I just went up to him and I brought up some about his shoes. I was in Spain and everybody in Spain wore them shoes and he was just so salty. And I was with this older cat out here earlier in this conversation. We refer- we uh, referenced old man with the stick. Old man with the stick is 65. His son, Robert, is like 45. Oh, and me and him walked up to him. We was just trying to see why he was so mad, bro. And then he he drank his little juice box. That's how young he was. And then he threw it on the ground right here. On 38th of Chicago, littering, bro, where we are having arguably the most beautiful and peaceful thing you've ever seen. He just threw it on the ground. And I, you know, I wanted to show him humility. So I got down and picked it up. You know, I just felt like uh, my point, I guess, is sometimes we got to we can we can show people better than we can tell them. And, you know, maybe that what I did right there uh, made him realize that. We got to view each other differently, and uh, we got to teach each other that it's all good, really. Yeah, we got to plant seeds, you know, and that's the best thing we can do and, and hope that it becomes nourished by the world. We plant those seeds. We speak life into into. There yeah. we go. Yeah, we speak light into the dark, and that's how it shines through. And hopefully one day they'll understand what we were saying from the beginning when it wasn't there to be in pain and hurt hurtful in the first place. It's all like like... Um, Don says is about the way you say it. And if right. we move forward, speaking love and speaking truth, speaking love and speaking truth into everyone's life who's going through pain and wondering where it's coming from, speaking life and speaking truth, that will set us free. And ultimately, that's what we're all looking for is to be free. And the scripture always tells us, and the truth says that you're free. So if we can create a platform and a space where we continue to uplift the truth, we can set people free and we can utilize that's the space critical. and it can continue to be sustainable. And that's what I'm hoping to do. And I'm hoping that we can accomplish together. Uh, I know that um, everybody is working on uh, different different platforms, different uh, things in the background to, to help give back to the different movements like you, Lavers. Can you talk to me a little bit about Revolt Now again as well? Yeah, so 
Uh, Revolt Now is really like a call to action. Um, it's an organization that I just recently started with a developer and branding friend of mine um, to make it so that we can still be proactive and still have our voices heard when something like this isn't happening. Because in a month, 38th in Chicago is not going to look like this. In a, Basically, I don't want for their... There shouldn't have to be countless black people getting murdered for us to show up and show out and hold it down. And this revoltnow.org that I have just started, all the proceeds from any of the merch goes right back into the charities. Um, there's a group of charities. People can pick which one they want the money to go to. Um, and it's just really having our voices be heard in a visual way. Um, and the point is to be able to raise enough capital um, through donations as well, that we could lobby certain politicians and really get things in black and white. You know, um, if you see Black Lives Matter, they were funding Bernie and they were funding countless other people. Um, so we need to be able to fund these people. And, you know, through music, I learned that merchandise makes way more money than touring or even the music does. So people love shirts. I got one that says police the police and another one that says defund the police. So it's just a message that we're really going hard with right now. And we shouldn't only go hard for this when an, atro an atrocious action like this happens. We should always be holding it down. And that was really the vision behind that is uh, giving back, not keeping any of the money and raising money to uh, lobby and get what we want done. Right. Easy. That's awesome, man. If you want to donate or if you want to buy some merchandise from there, we'll have the link in the description. Don, can, you t can you tell me a little bit about yours, too? You're working on something as well. All right. Yeah, brother. Um, as far as you, what are we talking? Arti artistic values, entertainment? All the above. How you doing, black man? So, yeah, so right now I'm working on my clothing brand. I already published it uh, back in 2016. Um, I did a quality control, so it'll be republished by the end of August, inshallah, hopefully, God willing. But yeah, so I'm working on that. Download is the name you can find on Instagram, Download NY, as well as uh, we have the Nation Entertainment Company, uh, Sabrina Umbrella Security Company. Uh, right now, those are the entities I'm willing to speak on, but that's what I'm building. Uh, you know, that future Bless. Bless. Yes, we're going to put that together as well. We want to bring all of these these projects so that we can all lift, uplift and invest in each other. And Tony, you are working on something as well? Yeah, we've been working on um this uh this community center, you know what I'm saying, for people that uh for we can teach and, you know, I mean, I got a couple of volunteers that's willing to teach about like I said, the school, like, you know, the things that, what matters in life that they took out of school to first, uh, you know, learn, you know, I mean, like, I, like, I feel like one thing is that, you know what I'm saying, is education, health, and wealth is one thing that we should be educating each other on. Mm. And so that's what the community center is there for, is to, to be that space? Yeah, be the space. We got, um, we got, um, different summer programs, like we got, um, we got Nike, I mean, the person that's working with us a little bit above Jordan, we got them going to help us with, uh, for the kids that give out, you know, free stuff for, like, shoes, clothes, you know, cliques and stuff like that. We got, um, 
We got what else we have? We got so much stuff going on. We're going to go ahead and close this discussion, but we're going to continue on on our own. I wanted to get everybody the opportunity to see and to realize that we are connecting. We are building this black union uh, across the board. We're, we're having these conversations. We're organizing together. And so as people see that, they'll jump on board and they'll be like, look, yeah, we do need to come together. Here's a space to do it. And at least these conversations are happening so that we can start organizing these things to make us further our community and further our people. So again, first of all, I just want to thank all of you uh, for for joining me on this this discussion, this panel discussion. You guys is, is wonderful, blessed, and, and have awesome, incredible minds. And I'm I'm humbled that you guys would share your energy here with me today. So thank you, Tony. Thank you, Lavish. And thank you, Don. I really, really appreciate you guys. Man, appreciate you for having us on here, bro, and just sharing your ideas and uh, creating a, a space for us to communicate. You know what I mean? That alone is important. So thank you so much for uh, the opportunity, bro. Absolutely. Yeah, brother, and, and, and thank you as well, bro. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you as well, bro. You know, we're gonna definitely build, um, definitely wanna build with you as well as everyone on this panel. And we're gonna definitely take this into action because like DMX say, bro, talk is cheap. Absolutely. So we're gonna, we definitely going to uh, apply the wisdom, apply the knowledge, Impression. man. Let's see what we can make of it, because I believe we're all kings here. So let, let's do the good deed, man. Let's do the service. We have once in a lifetime, in our lifetime anyway, that we're alive for an actual real revolution. We only read about this. We only see movie about this. Now we're in it. So who, like I tell people, who would you rather be? The person I read about it or the person I was written about. Mm. Thank you. Thank you again, you guys. Thank you, Tony. Stay on the line. But if you guys want to donate to our causes, everybody's link is in the description. Uh, the Black Caucus Movement is here to, to facilitate these live discussions and put forth investment into these solutions. So uh, I, I thank you all for tuning in, for watching. I hope this has been very informa informative. And if you'd like to donate to our cause, please see our Patreon. That link is in the description. You can donate to our Patreon where you'll get exclusive information and exclusive content. So thank you again. We also have Venmo as well, and that'll be in the description. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you, everybody, for uh, supporting us. And we hope that you've enjoyed this conversation. We're going to continue it and talk a little bit about what we can do next, these next steps. But blessings to all of you. The live stream is now done. Thank you for the Black Caucus movement.